Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. Parking at SFO is easy when you book online. You can choose dates and times in advance and secure the best rates to make your departure stress-free. Learn more at flysfo.com parking. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. From KQED. From KQBD Public Radio in San Francisco, I'm Nina Kim. Coming up on Forum, Americans are not the only ones waiting with bated breath for the outcome of this election. The rest of the world is watching, too, and they've got opinions about who they'd like to see in the White House for the next four years and how the last four years under President Trump has affected America's reputation. We get a window into how other countries view our high-stakes election. But first, how voting is going in California on this, the final day to cast your ballots in person or by mail. We'll also talk about how best to follow the state's election returns. Forum is next. This is Barbara Leslie, president of the Oakland Port Commission. Oakland International Airport, OAK, is proud to bring you this podcast of KQED's Forum. When you're choosing your next adventure, the smart and convenient choice is to fly the East Bay Way from OAK to destinations across the USA and Mexico. And when you return home, tune in to KQED, always bringing us remarkable stories about who we are and where we live. Enjoy today's episode of Forum. This is Forum. I'm Mina Kim. Well, this is it, your last chance to weigh in on who should lead our nation the next four years, to vote on state and local ballot measures and for the candidates you care about. We'll take your final voting-related questions and offer tips on how to take in California's election night results. But first, for a snapshot of what voting day looks like, we go to Faith Pinu of the Los Angeles Times, who's monitoring parts of Southern California. Welcome, Faith Pinu. Hi, good morning. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. We've been hearing that things certainly look uh, different with businesses taking extra precautions. What have you seen? Yeah, so there are a number of places around Los Angeles County and Orange County, just south of us, that have started kind of preparing for whatever may come our way. Um, In Beverly Hills, Rodeo Drive, there are lots of stores being boarded up. Um, Even as far south as um, Long Beach, there are kind of the more generic stores like Ralph's grocery stores and hair salons and office buildings that are um, boarding back up with with plywood. It feels a lot like the protests did earlier this year um, Mm -hmm. around May following George Floyd's death. Um, But this time, of course, it's really just unknown what's going to happen. Wow. Boarded up storefronts. It's all just a stark reminder of how how tense the country's political situation has become. What have you heard about uh, polling places and how they're dealing with any long lines or... Yeah, so um, things are actually pretty quiet on the polling uh, lines front. The longest line that we're seeing, the longest wait is 30 minutes long, and that's at Winnetka near Calabasas and Woodland Hills. Um, There have been pretty small lines from what I've been seeing. Um, I haven't been out yet 
this morning myself, but of course I'm monitoring what my colleagues are doing. Um, and of course it's still early, yes. so we don't know how long they might get, but there has been such a strong early turnout that, um, who knows, lines might actually be, be a bit shorter this year. Um, in California, more than half of the registered voters have already cast their early ballots. On Tuesday morning, this morning, that number was 12 million of um, California's registered voters had already cast their ballots, and that's a 55% return rate. Um, and when we compare that to 2016, uh, we've already seen 83% of the 2016 turnout cast their ballots already. So we're looking pretty good for a strong early turnout. Wow. Faith Pinu, reporter for the Los Angeles Times. Thanks so much for the update. Sure, thank you. Joining me now is Ben Christopher, a reporter covering politics and elections for CalMatters. His latest piece is How Not to Freak Out, a user's guide to California's election night results. Thanks so much for joining us, Ben Christopher. Good morning. Also with us is Kim Alexander, president and founder of the California Voter Foundation. So glad to have you here again, Kim Alexander. Thanks, Mina. Happy to be here. So uh, the most common question that we're getting and probably that you're getting is, is it too late to register to vote? And of course, the answer is no, right? <laughs> yeah, it's not too late. We have a new law. This is the first presidential election where it's in place, which is called a same day conditional registration. And so if you miss the registration deadline, you can still register and vote today. And there are nearly four million Californians who are eligible and not yet registered. So hopefully a bunch of them will show up today and apply for a conditional registration application. They'll be able to fill that out and also fill out their ballot at a voting site. It will be put inside the envelope. And once elections officials verify they did not cast a ballot anywhere else, that ballot will get counted. And Kim, advice for people voting in person today. I mean, it sounds like from Faith that voting early is a good idea because the lines aren't terribly long, at least in parts of Southern California. Yeah, definitely. You want to get out and vote early today if you're voting in person. You know, if you have the vote by mail ballot that your county issued to you and all registered voters were sent ballots for this election, the best thing to do is fill that out, sign the envelope, date it, today's date, and drop it off at a voting location um, or at a drop box. You know, if you if you have your ballot already filled out and ready to go, you don't have to wait in lines. But if you want to vote in person or maybe you didn't connect with your ballot or you lost your ballot, uh, you can uh, get a ballot and vote in person on Election Day today. Um, there will be social distancing at all the voting sites. So, you know, lines may look longer than they actually are. Uh, but you definitely want to wear a face mask and you want to have your choices figured out before you actually go inside the voting site. Uh, we have 12 statewide propositions on the ballot. There's lots of local measures and other contests. So you want to spend as little time inside as possible. Uh, just that's rule of thumb for any indoor activity we have during the pandemic. So having your choices in mind uh, before you actually get inside and start filling out your ballot is a good idea. You can go to our website at calvoter.org and we'll help you connect with information like Voter's Edge, which is a great last minute tool to help you figure out your ballot choices. That's a good point in terms of trying to have everything decided before you go there so you can limit your indoor time. And voters, if you have last minute questions about voting, you can call us at 866-733-6786. Again, 866-733-6786. You can reach us on Twitter or Facebook at KQED Forum or email your questions to forum at kqed.org. And Ben, Christopher, I mean, in terms of watching the returns tonight or tracking the returns tonight, what can you tell us about how best to do that and what kind of uncertainty to prepare for when it comes to California races and ballot measures? 
Yeah. So I think the best advice I could give anyone is just to, to not just to, just to go do something else, take a walk, go watch a movie. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll know the results when we know the results. So there's no use, uh, sort of doom scrolling and just sort of panic panically watching the results come in. I'm going to be doing that because I'm paid to do that, but you don't have to. Uh, but if you do insist on, on tagging, you know, uh, following along, um, you know, I, I think there is going to be a fair amount of uncertainty. Nothing's going to be finalized uh, for another month. So if you're looking for absolute certainty tonight, that is probably not your night in most cases. But I think you know, there are going to be some races that are, uh, particularly the races that are not particularly close, we'll have a pretty good idea of where things are going uh, in pretty short order, you know, by 8.05, we'll have the first results coming in from the county level, and that will actually include, um, you know, all the, all the day of uh, in-person votes and most of the, the ballots that were cast uh, early, which, uh, as the previous guest just pointed out, is something like 55% of all registered votes, uh, really unprecedented amount of early voting this year. And so, Actually, uh, this year we might have a, a better sense of, of where things are headed uh, fairly early on in California than in, in previous elections, just because of the magnitude of the early vote. Um, but I do think, particularly in competitive races, we should expect uh, a long evening and, and probably a long Wednesday and maybe a long Thursday and Friday because it does take a long time to count millions and millions of ballots. Yes. And as you say, we have already received millions and millions of ballots, but you are cautioning us that initial Democratic gains may be deceiving when the results come out. What do you mean by that? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, this is a little bit uh, speculative because this is so unprecedented in so many ways. The 2020 election, uh, I think reporters sort of run out of ways to keep saying unprecedented, unprecedented. But, the, you know, we're, this is very um uh, new territory for all of us. But I think in California, historically, there's this predictable pattern um, known as the blue shift, um, which is that uh, typically the first ballots that are counted are the early votes. And those traditionally come from the most uh, regular voters, which tend to uh, skew a little bit more conservative. They're sort of wealthier, they tend to be whiter, they tend to be homeowners and they tend to skew a little bit more Republican than the electorate at large. And since those are the first ballots to be counted, that initial return is going to be a little bit uh, skewed to the right. And then as the results are counted in the following days, you see the results sort of predictably into the, into the Democratic column. And so if you remember from the 2018, there were a number of competitive congressional races that started off with the Republican candidate ahead, but then ended up uh, with the Democrat winning because of that uh, that shift. And, and again, a lot of people look at that and, and cry fraud or say that there's funny business going on. And it's really just a, a reflection of the order in which ballots are counted. This year, because uh, there was such uh, enthusiasm slash uh, angst on the Democratic side about getting those ballots in early, uh, concern about the post office, it does seem um, based on the results that we've seen so far, that Democrats were much more likely to take advantage of the early vote opportunities. And, and likewise, you had uh, many Republicans who, who wanted to vote in person, perhaps on the day of, um, as the president was sort of undermining faith in, in the vote by mail process. And so you kind of see an inversion of the traditional pattern where you actually have Democrats voting early, Republicans voting a little bit later. And so what we might see, and again, just speculating here, we might see early returns come in looking very good for Democrats and then inching uh, into the Republican column. But again, 
this is all uh, unprecedented. So we're not entirely sure what the what the pattern is going to be this year. Well, we've got some calls and questions uh, coming in, and I should go to those right away. Again, you can call 866-733-6786 with those questions. You can also get in touch on Twitter or Facebook at KQED Forum or email us at forum at kqed.org. You can also tell us what are the polls looking like in your area? Did you vote today? Are you planning to vote today? Uh, What has your experience been or what are your questions about in-person voting or voting by mail today? Let me go to Lisa in Oakland. Hi, Lisa. Join us. Hi, Lisa. Are you there? Okay. Well, (laughs) while we wait for Lisa to come in uh, and connect with us, one of the things that I did want to ask you, Ben Christopher, was about exit polls. Um, A lot of people say they are the worst. Can you tell us why we should take exit polls with a grain of salt? I don't know if they're the worst, but yeah, I mean, typically the the, the, the traditional exit poll is, is sort of what it sounds like. People are actually camped outside of voting locations, uh, waiting for people to exit the polls, and then they ask them sort of randomly uh, uh, how they voted. And then you get kind of a snapshot of, or a, sort of a, a sneak peek of, of how the voters are voting. Obviously, that never really works super well in California, because even before the pandemic, something like 70% of Californian voters were voting by mail. And so unless you're contacting the vote by mail voters, you're getting a very sort of selective picture of what the electorate looks like. But particularly this year where where everyone is voting, by, or not everyone, but but most people are, are voting by mail. Everyone got a, a ballot in the mail. That model is, is not particularly useful. I think you do have some new exit pollers who are um, trying a new model where they're actually calling people who uh, have voted in mail. And so they're, they're trying to augment the traditional model. But yeah, I, I do think if you're looking at exit poll uh, results, you want to take it all with a big grain of salt. All right. Well, we'll have more after the break. Again, taking your voting about your voting experiences and questions that you have about the best way to take in the returns and to prepare for an evening that could include a fair amount of uncertainty. We're talking with Ben Christopher of Cal Matters, Kim Alexander of the California Voter Foundation, and you stay with us. This is Forum. you might call very good at hide and seek and since we got xfinity we have wi-fi all over the house even in my super secret hiding spots so i can kill time in here by streaming my favorite ha found you how you left to find my tablet on get wall-to-wall wi-fi on the xfinity 10g network restrictions apply not available in all areas actual speeds vary You're listening to Forum. I'm Mina Kim. We're talking about how voting is going so far on Election Day and taking your questions with Kim Alexander of the California Voter Foundation, Ben Christopher of Cal Matters. And I should also let listeners know that KQED is partnering with ProPublica to report on issues that voters may face at the polls. If you're experiencing long lines, problems with voting machines or voter intimidation, you can text the word vote to 813-80. And let me go straight to your questions. I believe we have connected with Lisa in Oakland. Hi, Lisa. Are you there? Yes. All right. Go right ahead. Hi. Yes. Are you? I, can you hear me now? I can. I don't know what's going on. Okay. We great. can hear you now. Um, 
Okay, thanks. So um, I voted early two weeks ago, uh, dropped in a drop box, and I wondered when do they start counting early ballots? And then also, if someone got a ballot in the mail but goes to a polling place, how do they make sure no one is um, voting twice? And I'll take my answer off the air. Thank you so much. Thanks, Lisa. Kim, Alexander. Yeah, those are great questions. Um, the county elections offices are able to start processing all those vote by mail ballots as soon as they arrive. And so they are verifying signatures and extracting the ballots from the envelopes and preparing them to be counted. So those those vote by mail ballots that are already in-house at county elections offices, most of them have at this point been processed and will be the first ones that get counted uh, as soon as the polls close. Um, for the way that we keep people from voting multiple times is the voting sites uh, that are open today are are either uh, connected to county elections offices or they're not connected to county elections offices. And if they're connected and somebody shows up and they've been issued a vote by mail ballot and they don't have it with them to turn in to vote a regular ballot, if that's what they want to do, um, the election staff at the site can can cancel or void the ballot that they were issued so that if it does come in, it will get uh, rejected. Um, So that's how they make sure that we're only voting once. And this is why ballots get counted in a specific sequence. First, they verify and count the early arriving vote by mail ballots. Then the, the ballots cast at voting sites get counted. Next, the the later arriving vote by mail ballots, the ones dropped off and and mailed on election day, um, those will be the next batch of ballots counted. And then finally, the provisional and those conditional voter registration ballots get counted last. And Morgan asks, I submitted my vote to the county approved drop box at Richmond City Hall. The county voter tracker says it was mailed but not received. Should I vote in person if it doesn't update as received? Um, you might want to call your county registrar of voters and ask them what they would advise. I, I think there there might have been there was an issue in one of the drop boxes in Richmond. Um, very rare uh, that something like that would happen, but there were some some issues reported. So she might have been in that batch. Um, you know, you you can go and vote a a provisional ballot on election day, and if your other ballot turns up, it will just not get counted. So. But I would advise this voter to call your county registrar of voters. That's my answer to everyone. You know, if you're not sure what's going on, your county elections office is the place to turn for answers to your questions. They have lookup tools, they have email addresses, phone lines, and we have all their contact information on our site at calvoter.org. Let me go to caller Isamar in San Mateo. Hi, Isamar. Hi, how's it going? Great. What would you like to share? Um, I wanted to give just a special shout-out to Maria Moreno, who was a first-time voter. Uh, She became a citizen. Um, She's Mexican. She she became a citizen just two weeks ago, and today was her first time voting in the election. And it went very smoothly. Um, There was no line, and things went really well. And so just wanted to give a special shout-out to her and also to Martha and Cesar, who are first-time voters, and just wanted to say how proud I am that they're involved and engaged in our election this year. Well, Isamar, thanks for sharing that. And and our best to Maria as well. It is actually... Congratulations. Yeah, often it's a surprisingly exciting and heartwarming event for a lot of people that they may not always expect when they go to cast that first ballot. So appreciate hearing that as well. Uh, Deanna asks, can I cast my ballot at a polling place that is not in my county? Kim Alexander. 
That is a good question. And the answer is, if you're dropping off a vote by mail ballot, you can take it to any voting site in the state and they will get it to your home county. But if you want to cast a live in-person ballot, you need to do that in your home county. Uh, most counties for this election have countywide voting, so you can do it at any location within your county. Um, it, even if they don't have countywide voting, like San Francisco has assigned neighborhood polling places, you can still vote at a different neighborhood polling place. You just won't be able to vote on everything on the ballot. So there are some accommodations that can be made, but we don't allow voters to cross county lines in order to cast live ballots on election day. And Ben Christopher, if your only option is to mail in your ballot today, I mean, California has made some accommodations around that, right? That's right. So in California, as long as your ballot is postmarked by election day, by the time the polls close tonight, uh, you can put it in the mail. And even if there is a long delay in the mail and it gets stuck in transit somewhere, as long as it arrives in, at the county office uh, within 17 days, then it will be counted. Now, you know, there's still some concern if you're if you're not if you have not voted and you want to vote by mail today uh, that you might put it in, say, a blue bin and then your, uh, you know, your, your mail carrier might not show up until you know it's too late. And so if you haven't voted by mail and you want to do it, I would actually recommend that you go to a post office, walk it in, have it postmarked there so that you just to guarantee that it is actually postmarked before the polls close. Let me go next to Daniel in Campbell. Hi, Daniel. Hi. Um, I'd always um, intended to vote in person, but I've received three um, envelopes of mail-in ballots, uh, each addressed to a different address. And so do I sacrifice those when I walk in today, or um, I don't know what to do with these? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Kim Alexander. Yeah, you know, one thing that, um, that we're seeing in this election is because all registered voters were mailed ballots, there are voters who are still on county voter rolls at old addresses that had not been removed. And so you have situations where some voters received uh, more than one ballot. And so the, it is confusing to know which ballot you should use. Um, the, the bottom line is that, you know, the law only allows you to vote once. So when voters do get more than one ballot, they, they can only cast one ballot. And when they sign their ballot on envelope under penalty of perjury, they are attesting and declaring that they're not voting more than once in this election. So that's how, you know, we have security around this situation uh, that Daniel is describing. But I would recommend if he wants to vote one of the ballots that he received, um, that he uh, um, select the one that's for his current address and, and fill out that ballot and vote that ballot. Um, if he prefers to go and vote in person, he could take all of his ballots to county, his county uh, voting site and ask them to assist him in making sure that his record is updated. Well, Daniel, thanks for the question. Let me see if I can squeeze in Ed from San Jose. Hi, Ed. Join us. Hi. Hello. Hi. Go right ahead. Okay. Well, I have two things. One is a giant compliment to a voting center in downtown San Jose at the uh, San Jose Unified School District headquarters. That's where the vote center was. I voted yesterday with my wife, and it was manned or womaned, peopled, by about 15 employees who were very accommodating, very clean, very knowledgeable, and they moved the process along beautifully. I'm glad to hear it. Yes. Now, 
a strange thing happened after I voted. On the way out, I saw a man who said he wanted to go in and vote without a mask. I didn't stick around to find out if he really did it, but I wanted to know what happens if you demand to go in without a mask. And Kim Alexander, Ed, great question. You will not be denied your chance to vote, right, Kim Alexander? Yeah, masks are encouraged, but they're not required. It's a federal election and we don't have a federal mask mandate. So, you know, the election staff in Sacramento and I'm sure in other counties as well are actually behind plexiglass. So they are protected. Um, In that situation, we're also concerned about other voters. And so a voting site may need to be cleared out of other voters or that person wait until everybody else is done voting who's currently in the site before they can be allowed in to vote. Um, Every voting station is cleaned between voters regardless. So, you know, the staff are going to work to minimize that person's time in the voting site as much as possible. They may have them vote outside, print out a ballot and have them fill it out outside the site as well. Well, Kim Alexander, it's a good reminder that we should be patient and kind to our fellow voters and election staff today. Um, They are dealing with a lot. Kim Alexander of the California Voter Foundation. We're actually going to go out hearing your election song, The Voting Way. Thanks so much for coming on and being such a great resource for us throughout this pre-election season. My pleasure. Thank you. And Ben Christopher of Cal Matters. Thanks so much for joining us as well. Hey, thanks for having me. You can get his piece, How Not to Freak Out, a user's guide to California's election night results. Thanks, Ben Christopher. Stay with us. We'll be talking about how the rest of the world is watching California's and the U.S.'s election. So stay with us. Just the other day it arrived in the mail. Got my California ballot said, ain't that swell. Gonna open it. Make sure it all checks out. Gonna do a little homework before I start to fill it out. This is Barbara Leslie, president of the Oakland Port Commission. Oakland International Airport, OAK, is proud to bring you this podcast of KQED's Forum. When you're choosing your next adventure, the smart and convenient choice is to fly the East Bay Way from OAK to destinations across the USA and Mexico. And when you return home, tune in to KQED, always bringing us remarkable stories about who we are and where we live. Enjoy today's episode of Forum. I'm what you might call very good at hide-and-seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my super-secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite... Ha! Found ya. How? you left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Hey, I'm Brian Stelter, and I hope you'll join me on Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair. Every Thursday, I'm getting the inside take from the best reporters in the country on what figures like Elon Musk, Donald Trump, Kevin McCarthy, and Marjorie Taylor Greene are doing. I think she wants to make things happen. She wants to get legislation passed. She made clear to me that she wants to have a president who upholds Christian values. She embraces the term Christian nationalist. That's Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair, available wherever you get your podcasts.